We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the topic that say to the culture Welcome to another Friday edition of the All Bases Covered podcast. We got a hell of a show, a uh, lot to talk about going into the weekend. I think I got my boy Sam on uh, online now. Uh, Hello. The, uh, the, orig- the original gruesome twosome so far. No, no Josh, no Joe. Uh, I think Josh is just joining Blackers. in right now. Slackers. Slackers. <laughs> I'm here. Shut up. I mean, slackers. Oh, I don't feel right, good. One minute late. I got you get, you get a pass. Joe does not get a pass if he's not on. <laughs> oh, Sorry, my I, I, I haven't been feeling good. I got to take a couple weeks off. Oof. Oh, was it the fired. Vegas trip? <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, Josh left uh, uh, his his kid uh, part of his kidneys, a little bit of his shame, and uh, possibly some of his ego in Vegas when he left. Yeah, definitely. No, it's probably because I I, I missed Monday's show, and Louie got mad you at me. A good one. Okay. You mi- you we missed Tommy, bro. I know. I'm upset about of, that. As of today, that show has seventeen thousand seven hundred and sixty-two downloads. Hey, let's trend for 18. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck 18, bro. So, we got to get to 50 somehow. Yeah. We, well, so I talked to we, – we talked about this, and I know we're still broadcasting live on their platform, but Blog Talk Radio is going to be gone. We're, gonna, we're probably going to reshuffle the show a little bit. Uh, we're going to find a new hosting service, and I'm going to get some brand-new equipment in here, and we're going to do this shit. Better. We're going to have better audio quality. That is like the biggest complaint we get on Twitter. Everyone stays bitching uh, about the audio, uh, uh, the audio, bro. Everyone stays bitching about the audio. I know, dude. I know. So we're going to fucking do this right. So probably after the Super Bowl here, we're going to take some time. We're going to find a new platform, and we're going to get some real equipment. That way, if we're off the air for like a week or two, it's not it's not that big a deal. With it, you know, so we'll probably try to do this after the Super Bowl here, next couple of weeks. But uh, we got a lot to just uh, a lot of fun stuff to get to. We got our QB bust bracket results. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, I want to talk a little bit about Michigan football. Um, Michigan recently. Um, was served with violations. And then um, after that comes out, one of their assistant coaches is in trouble. He was just recently let go, uh, but Harbaugh is refusing to talk about the level one violation. And basically their coach, Weiss, um, was let go. He was being investigated for computer crimes. A lot of hey, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Do you guys know what the definition of like a level one violation is? Like, what does it include? Uh, usually, level one is the most severe, um, the most serious type of accusation. Uh, they no, no, I know, but what, what are we talking here? Are they like uh, like uh, so a level one uh, violation related to 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 uh, like assault or like some something that happened off campus or something directly with the sports program? It was. Uh, basically, they weren't allowed to have contact period during the COVID-19 dead period, and they were not supposed to have observed practices. Um, they held – basically, what the level one thing is they held practices with too many coaches on the field. 
contacted two prospects during the dead period and observed practices via an unauthorized video feed. Those are all the level two uh, violations. Uh, but the level one, the most serious one, is that uh, he lied. Harbaugh lied about the level two violations. Oh. And so that's so a level on, a scale, on a scale of, like, uh, you know, uh, the Penn State thing with, uh, um, you know, uh, Sandusky and, and, and oh, uh, you know, co- the coach. Is that level one? I mean, that's yeah, that level. Was, that, that's they got death penalty, basically. That's death penalty status. That's not level one. That's like. No, no, no I know, I know. But I'm saying in the eyes of the NCA, like when they look at the list of like who does what as part of uh, as part of a, uh, a sports program, um, what's considered like what, what do they get hit with? What did what did what did Penn State besides federal charges and all that other stuff uh, from an NCA perspective? What do they get hit with? I would say look at Ohio State as a case with Jim Tressel getting. Uh, when he lied to them about the tattoo gate. Yeah, that's so, about similar. I think, but yeah, I think it was, was going to be a couple games suspension and some fines or something and some scholarships taken away. Six game, it was six games suspension for, for Harbaugh is what he was facing and then a loss of scholarships. But things get worse. It's not over yet. After the NCAA revealed their findings, about a week or two later, Matt White, was being investigated. He's the co-offensive coordinator at Michigan. He was under investigation for a report of computer access crimes. No details have come come about this yet to the public light, but sources tell me he was actually the computer crimes. They call it computer crimes as a very vague term, but what he was caught doing or what they're investigating him for, and he's been fired now, was that he was in the football facilities, and he was changing grades of players. Oh, no. In that moment, he knew he fucked up. And, and you're oh, yeah. is that our producer? Is that, that our is producer? That is our producer. Is he fashionably late, seven minutes late, just to be, just to be correct? No, he's I've been, been on for a little bit. We've been talking. Yeah, I just didn't interrupt. <laughs> so, I like interrupting. All of this happen- so. with all of this happening now, and now there's also people are starting to wonder. Hey, did Harbaugh know that one of his big time assistant coaches, he was the co-offensive coordinator, did Harbaugh know that he was sitting there changing grades? If that is in he fact knew, if that he is in fact knew. the truth. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I, I will I, say, I just, go ahead, honestly, yeah. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to prove if he knew or not, unless he was stupid enough to put an email, which is possible, or text message. But I would also argue, as the head coach of a, of a, a big university like that and a big program like that, if he didn't know – or didn't have some kind of suspicion that his ass needs to be fired just because he's too damn stupid to run the play. Yeah, I mean, if this was ten years ago, I would say, I would say, yeah, maybe you might not know about it, but like it's 2023, you know, information age, bro. There's, there's definitely a way he knew. Yeah, you're either stupid or you're in on it. Well, right. I mean, you go, you go back to Urban Meyer a few years ago with, with his scandal. Uh, with the yeah. the offensive coach that was beating his wife and got a DUI, he denied, denied, and then come out. He he knew about it. He just didn't want to let everybody know. I, I honestly think Harbaugh knew. That's why he doesn't want to talk to the NCAA, and that's why he's always going back and forth flirting with the NFL because he doesn't want to deal well, with the shit. That the if, if he takes a job now, I think. That, I, I think there's smoke about Michigan. Oh, yeah, he's running away from problems. He's definitely oh, running exactly. away from problems. Job Much like Pete Carroll did when he left USC to take the exactly. Seattle Seahawks yeah. job. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll find out in the coming weeks. I know he told Denver no. If all of a sudden he bolts to the Colts 
or he goes to Arizona or wherever, then I feel like there's there's something coming down the pike for Michigan, something fairly severe. If he stays at Michigan, I'll honestly believe that he's just got a couple low-level violations. So he maybe gets suspended for three or four games, and and there's nothing more to come of it. But uh, time will but if he's smart, he, but if he's smart, if he's smart, he he takes the charges, right? Waits it out a year and still bowls. Then what? No, I'm saying if he's smart, then he can, and he really does want to bolt. He should just eat the suspensions and the uh, from the violation, yeah. and then leave in a year to kind of save on his image, you know. Well, here's, here's I don't think even if he even if they. Uh, he's he's already not going to talk to the NCAA, and they won't. They already said it won't. They won't really get anything until 2024. So he'll already have this year done before any. If if they would serve him a suspension, it would be next year, in 2024. So he's clear to go for this year. Also, oh, he won't go to the NFL until 20 unless he bolts until 2025. You're saying correct? Yeah. So, but he won't face any NCAA suspensions until. 2024, if he's going to get any. Of course not, because it's only the NFL that changes the rules in the middle of the season. So why would the NCAA? I mean, shit. Sore subject, sore subject. I'm just saying, I mean, it's a fact. I mean, if you look at between the NFL and the NCAA, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love football. God help me, I love football. But – Holy shit, like, they need to get their act together because the NCAA picks and chooses which schools they're going to come down on like it's the, the hand of God and other teams that give a little slap and tickle um, for the same exact shit, but then, or even vice versa, worse. But then at the same time, then they allow shit like this to happen where then the coach runs to the NFL, you know, or potentially could run to the NFL and – Similar situation where we have, again, you know, we go back to players or coaches that have done uh, pretty despicable things, and then they get big contracts or something like that, and they get a little slap, like, oh, sorry, you only get to miss a few games. Or, you know, they're like, fuck that. Like, at some point, somebody needs to be held truly accountable. Speaking of coaches getting second chances after being pretty despicable is, uh, I don't know if you know who the new Auburn head coach is, but it's, uh, it's Hugh Freeze. And during his time at uh, Ole Miss, uh, he, uh, he had quite uh, quite the fun times there with uh, taking Ole Miss players on business trips uh, having uh, tons of, um, I guess, what do you call it, um, escorts. He's going to the strip club. Coming. God damn it. Get your goddamn point. <laughs> it sounds like an Addo situation. Escort services. Escort, escort services being called. Uh, <laughs> he, he claimed it was a misdialed number. Um, <laughs> two times, and they were on the phone six hours. Oh, my God. So, anyways. He was fired due to the morals clause. He he took some. He did like what three years at Liberty, and now he's back in the SEC. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, man. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it didn't take long to got, get right back in, huh? Yeah, clearly. I mean, it's just the unfortunate uh, truth is there's some people that can fall in shit and roll around in it and come out smelling like roses. I mean, look yep. at Urban Meyer. He's going to do the same thing. Yeah. Just just wait until he comes back. Yeah. Might be another year or two. Yeah. But he'll come back to college football. And somebody's going to hire him because he's a good coach. Well, he's a great college coach. He's a shit NFL coach, but he's a great college coach. So, that's if he comes back. We'll see. I don't know. I still have my doubts that he comes back. I, you know, I think he's already been at his dream job, which was Ohio State. You know, and I don't see Notre Dame having an opening for a while, and I don't see Notre Dame hiring Urban Meyer. And I don't think Urban Meyer wants to go to the SEC and now have to play against Bama and Georgia and Oklahoma and Texas and LSU and company. Um, I don't think he wants that stress. Hey, so let me I, ask you a question. I, I, yeah. 
if if uh, if Urban Meyer were to be like a coordinator of some sort, what would he be like on an NFL team, or maybe even a D one college team? No, he's not going coordinator route. There's no chance that ever happens. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for what's his specialty? Offense. He's offense. I mean, I don't, I, in, I in college, I would say the only person that could save his job is probably Saban. No, I, th- I think he has an open door. I think he's got an open door at Ohio State. If if, if Brian he, yeah, Day back. Yeah. Yeah, if Brian Day leaves for the NFL, I think he oh. I think they would they would ha- take a hard look at hiring him back. Or if he loses yeah. to Michigan again. If he loses to Michigan again for the third time in a row. Fans are in a fervor to have Urban Meyer back. I mean, honestly, I think they are. They will lose to Michigan this year. I mean, they, they lost a lot on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, it, it all depends on Kyle McCord. When he looked, when he played a couple years ago in the couple games he was in, he looked pretty good. So uh-huh. he's a five-star prospect that can throw the ball, not a big runner, uh, similar to C.J. Stroud. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, here's my if if things were to go that route and Ryan Day got went to the NFL. Don't get me wrong, Urban Meyer did great for Ohio State, but like I would hope that we would be looking for a coach for the longevity, not a short band aid. No, I mean I think I think they have their future coach on roster now, if that's the case. I think Brian Hartline's in line. Oh, yep, okay. I, I think he's the one they're going to be pegging because he just got the promotion of the Vrabel, coordinator. Or Vrabel, if Vrabel gets fired from Tennessee, I could I could see them making a run at Mike Vrabel too to come back and coach his alma mater. Man, just that, imagine he came back as a DC. Oh, that would be awesome. All right, I want to I want to move on now a little bit. Um, so look, before we get into the divisional round, let's go over the QB bust bracket. All right, this was uh, dreamt up by Sam and I as we were just discussing one day. We were on, off the cuff. We were just bullshitting about biggest QB busts and throwing out random names. So we put together a 32 QB bracket. Uh, so some of these. Not surprising. Others, there was uh, some upsets in the first round, so let's get to it. So, Jamarcus Russell going over Jake Locker with 100% of the vote. Not even a, was a landslide. Johnny Manziel going over David Carr. Dan McGuire going well, over Well, Rick that's because David Carr played and Johnny Manziel barely played. Yeah, played two seasons, basically. Uh, David Carr, though, only played like a season or two for the Texans. He was sacked out of existence. Um, Dan McGuire with 51% of the vote over Rex Grossman. That was extremely close. Only 51% of the vote, but Dan McGuire, the favorite in that. Moving on, former Seahawks plus quarterback. Brady Quinn with the upset over Todd Marinovich, getting 55% of the vote. Achilles Smith going over Zach Wilson with 65% of the vote. Tim Couch going over E.J. Manuel with 53% of the vote. Ooh, that one was also close. Jeff George with the upset of Jerry Tag. Uh, Jeff George getting 70% of the vote. And Matt Leinart going over Art Schlister with 80% of the vote. So, Art Schlister was a two-seed. He's been outed in the first round on that bracket. Um, Ryan Lee going over Baker Mayfield with 90% of the vote. Joey Harrington going over Vince Young with 70% of the votes. David Klingler going over Sam Darnold with 65% of the vote. Keith Schuler going over Mark Sanchez with 75% of the votes. Rick Meyer going over RG3 with 75% of the votes. J.P. Losman advancing over the throne, Samoan, Jack Thompson, another Bengals quarterback, J.P. Losman garnering 60% of the votes. Kyle Bowler going over Cade McNown with 85% of the votes. And Andre Ware going over Christian Ponder with 55% of the votes. So 
we get Jamarcus and Manziel and the uh, you know in our uh, let's see Dan McGuire and Brady Quinn, Akili Smith, Tim Couch, Jeff George, Matt Leinart, Ryan Leaf and Joey Harrington, Dave Klingler and Heath Schuler, Rick Meyer and J.P. Losman, Kyle Bowler and hey, J.P. Losman won a won a Super Bowl ring with the Giants. I think as a backup. What? What? Didn't he get drafted by the Bills too? He got drafted by the Bills. Take a look. Take a look. I think I think he was on that. He was a backup quarterback on that on one of those uh, Giants uh, Super Bowl teams. Hey, uh, he was. Not. <laughs> he was. He played for the Bills for four years. Then he went to the Las Vegas Locomotives of the indoor of the United Football League. Sorry. Then he went to the Raiders for a year, the Seahawks for a year. And then the Miami Dolphins for a year. He is now a coach. He is a player personnel and football administrative assistant at the University of Oklahoma. So yeah, uh, not a great career for old JP Losman. Um, any any guys here that I mean, obviously, I think the two favorites are Demarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf. Anybody you see bringing an upset and making it to the final four? Not really, but I'm I, I'm really interested to see the Bengals versus Browns quarterback battle. Keely Smith versus Tim Couch. Oh yeah, it's like Keely Smith and Tim Couch. Were they in the same draft? No, I don't think so. No. I I think they were. Really? I want to say there were the nineteen ninety nine. NFL draft, right? I think that's when they uh, came in. And uh, let's take a look here. Tim Couch, one. McNabb, two. Achilles Smith, three. They were in the same draft together. Damn, even better. Wow. And then Dante Culpepper was there. He was number 11. I almost put Dante Culpepper in this bracket, but I had a hard time because – he, he was a two-time All-Pro and a three-time Pro Bowler. And a lot of these guys don't even have that accolade. Like, it's hard to call someone an outright bust when, they're in the, when they've made two All-Pro teams and three Pro Bowls. Now, I wouldn't have said he was a bust. I think he played pretty well in Minnesota. He also got injured, too, right? Uh, he got injured, didn't he? Culpepper had a couple different injuries, yeah. Um, and then he kind of – he had his struggles. It was like all of a sudden he had, like, a historic season. And then, like, I don't know what happened. He Like, he went from, in 2004, throwing – completing 70% of his passes for 4,700 yards, 39 touchdowns, and 11 picks playing in seven games, getting hurt, throwing for six touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And that was it. He was never the same again. Like, all of a sudden. That was one very expensive offseason, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was fucking terrible. But I think that was right after the boat incident. Wasn't Dante Culpepper involved in the infamous Minnesota party boat sex orgy scandal? Do you guys remember? Yeah, I think think he was named in it. Yeah, I think he was. Okay. Okay. It was like him and Bryant McKinney and like a couple other dudes. I, I can't remember, but it was uh that was that was man that was like all that anybody talked about. Like like for a while. I'm I'm trying to remember Kings the Minnesota Vikings boat party. I mean he had he also had Randy Moss, right? But yeah. I think Moss was involved in that. It was Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot was the big was the it was okay, so it was a sex party that occurred on Lake Minnetonka with seventeen members of the Viking football team. That included Nate Burleson, uh Troy Williamson, Dante Culpepper, Fred Smoot, Noel Moore, Bryant McKinney, Kevin Williams, uh, and a few others. The two two houseboats were rented. And some of the players performed sexual acts in front of the other crew members. Prostitutes from Atlanta and Florida were flown in for the party in order to perform the sex act. 
there were at least 90 people in two boats. And, no, and no, going back to what I was saying is that Culpepper still had like a generational wide receiver to throw to. I don't know how many other busts on this list have that. Is is that where the term oh, where somebody like rubs their face between boobs, where motorboating came motor from? Boat? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I think that was American Pie. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um. Anyways. I don't think he crazy. did it. I kind of put that going to put the Minnesota boat scandal out of mind until I thought about Dante Culpepper. So, uh, so we'll have the results of the next round for our QB bust for next Friday. Um, let's uh, we got about thirty minutes to go. Let's get into some of the divisional round stuff, guys. And we got a lot more to cover too. Um, but I want to talk about division, the divisional round matchups. Uh, and first, I want to start off with the Bengals and the Bills. I think this is probably the most if I had to guess, the most anticipated game of the schedule, other than maybe the Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, the Bengals are five-and-a-half-point dogs on the road, and they don't seem to be getting much love. But when it comes to Joe Burrow, when people talk about his how good he is and how calm under pressure, no, but he still doesn't get the love I feel like that he's deserved. Like the AFC, it's all about Mahomes and Josh Allen. It's all about Mahomes and Allen. And then it's just really unfortunate Justin he falls in a division with two two really good quarterbacks. I mean, if he was in any other division, he'd be top dog, easy by a mile. Well, I, but, I, also you got to look at you got to look at Mahomes and Allen. They both came two years prior to Burrow and had pretty much success coming out. Well, not as not well, as I mean, Mahomes, Brad, and Burrow, I mean, uh, Allen had, like, shit fucking completion percentages and shit his first yeah, two years. Yeah, first two years. He still had that big arm, and everybody was still saying, he's got a lot of talent, he's got a lot of talent, and they were always talking about him. And Louie's right. You don't hear that same talk about Joe Burrow at all. Um, so, is, is it right? No. Burrow is 3-0. Against Patrick Mahomes, he made Patrick Mahomes bitch. So, oh no, I'm, I'm on. I completely agree with you. He 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 deserves all the praise and the accolades. He deserves all of that and, and more. But it's again, it's unfortunate that he's in a division that has, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, I don't, I won't even count. I'll just put Patrick Mahomes in my list. I might just put Patrick over Joe, and that's because he has one ring to his name, and he's also amazing. But that's besides the point. So is Burrow, for that matter, right? Yeah. But we're looking at the AFC now. I mean, even like Justin Herbert, like I was saying before, like Herbert gets more love and praise than Burrow does. And Herbert. Oh, that, I think that's trash, bro. I think that's trash. I think that's yeah. completely useless that that he does. Burrow's way better, way better. But looking at the AFC right now. And not to mention we got a draft coming up where there's possibly two AFC teams or more that might be getting a quarterback and might be getting like a Stroud or a Levis or a, or a Bryce Young, and who knows how they're going to turn out. But the AFC is loaded. Like, just in thinking of the top six quarterbacks just in the, in the NFL, okay, if I'm going to rank the quarterbacks, the top six, they're all in the AFC, the first six. Put Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Herbert above anybody from the NFC. And I'm sorry to Jalen Hurts fans and Jalen Hurts believers. He's great. But Jalen Hurts is probably the seventh best quarterback to me in the NFL over the six guys I just mentioned. Are, and, are you really going to put them over Aaron Rodgers, too? Don't forget Aaron. Right I mean, now, very quietly, right actually, now. he put together a decent season. Quietly. He did. And, and I mean, I nothing close to what he can do, but or what he was. I would put all those guys above Aaron Rodgers right now, right this second, right now. Not historically, not all time. Going into the twenty twenty three season, all of those guys are above Aaron Rodgers right now. I I think if he goes to Vegas or the Jets. I think Rodgers is back in the MVP conversation. 
Well, we'll see. But uh, getting, getting back to this game, now Eric Weddle was on the K. Adams show, and he said the Bengals have no chance of winning this game against Buffalo. Zero chance. As if the Bengals needed to be is a piece of shit anymore. What's that? I said Eric Weddle's a piece of shit. Like, why come out with that take? That's completely ludicrous, dude. Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm not defending Weddle, but, I mean, let's be honest. The the NFL basically said that they believed the Bengals didn't have a chance because, I mean, you know, going back to, you know, the whole coin flip decisions and, and all that bullshit, like, it was under, I mean, everything was decided under the the thought process that the Bengals were going to lose, even though they were up by up seven to three and driving down the field to score again. Um, you know, they, the NFL, for some reason has it in their head that they were going to lose. So everything. So then of course your commentators and all these other people, Oh yeah, the Bengals were going to lose. Fuck that. See you Sunday. Burrow fucking, Throw five fucking touchdowns and and hover run ninety nine fucking yards back for a you know touchdown motherfucker like come on. No, I, I think I yeah. I think the 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 Bengals are being severely like they're taken they're being taken uh, lightly and they shouldn't be you know even with the I, hit I, that they, you guys took on your on the O line you guys just took a recent hit on your O line but still I, I yeah. I believe down three starters, and we we that's had not, the same. That's not that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. And the worst thing I mean, is, you know, honestly, to be to be brutally honest, more than anything else, I would hate to see Burrow have like an injury, dude, because the O line is just not doing their job. I would hate to see that shit because, again, in my opinion, I put Burrow on the list of. Close to, like, generational, bro. You want a guy like him. I, I've said it before in the past on this podcast. I would trade away 10 years of draft picks <coughs> for Joe Burrow. In so my I fantasy think, football uh, league, in that dynasty league, I tried to do that. I tried to trade him. He he wanted <laughs> Joe Burrow, and he tried to – he's like, give me Kirk Cousins and a first round, the first-round pick for next year. I countered back. Five first-round draft picks in Kirk Cousins. Like, what am <laughs> exactly. I going to do? One yeah. to two years? I'm going to get one to two years of Kirk Cousins? And yeah, I think Joe Burrow. And hopefully, and hopefully you hit on that one first round on a quarterback, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, it's, the, dude, the dude is tanking. He, he purposefully drafted shitty and gave away all of his best players for first-round picks. So he's sitting on six first-round picks for the upcoming rookie draft, and he better hope to God that they all fucking pan out because his roster is a dumpster fire. So, um, yeah, there's no way that he was going to give up all his all his picks trying to make his team better uh, for Joe Burrow. But uh, it was a, to me, it was a solid counter. Uh, the dude smoking crack. So, um, anyway... Um, so we got Bengals and Bills. Should be a good one. Hopefully, uh, without Von Miller, the Bengals can uh, mitigate the pressure. I know the Bills are also starting their third-string safety. Uh, so I, I do think there's going to be some opportunity for Burrow to find some guys open in the in the game. So it should be a good one Sunday. Um, Chiefs and Jags, man. So T Law wins his first playoff game. He goes to Waffle House, guys. You go like I no disrespect to Waffle House. I love Waffle House. Especially it was like one of my favorite drunken meals at three o'clock in the morning. But dude, like game you're gonna get a Waffle House? Like, seriously? All right, cool. Then Trevor Lawrence is in the media with the soundbite of, Well, I don't see how Arrowhead's gonna be much louder than our home state than our home stadium was for the playoff game. That was a big mistake because Arrowhead Stadium, there's a video making the rounds on the internet. You can probably pull it up on YouTube. It was the Broncos were visiting Arrowhead Stadium. The Broncos had the ball. It was in 1990. The Broncos had the ball at like the three-yard line um, of their own end zone. And Elway's standing in the end zone. He's trying to get the count off. And he's like trying to tell the 
crowd to quiet down. He's complaining to the ref. To, to the ref, the ref comes out and makes an announcement that if they have to say anything more about the crowd noise, uh, it's going to result in like a penalty for the Chiefs. Uh, so it can get loud there. It still holds the Guinness Book of World re- Record uh, for loudest decibel. And I think I think Lawrence has opened the can of worms uh, with his little shit talking on Airhead Stadium. All I know is Trevor Lawrence is undefeated playing on Saturdays. <laughs> I got to yeah. believe he stays undefeated playing on Saturdays. Just I, I had the top place to play. I had the tough place to play, bro. Versus the Jags. I had the tough place to play, bro. Oh, I know it is. I mean, oh. you look at last year, the Bengals went in there and, and beat the Chiefs. And let's not even look at the team that he's going up against. Let's forget the fact that he's going up against Patrick Mahomes and the whole nine, right? Here's the thing. I mean, is it definitely an uphill battle? Yeah. But, again, any given Sunday. And I mean, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Who's smarter, Andy Reid or Doug Peterson? Or any given Saturday. Andy Reid. Who's smarter, Andy Andy Reid. Right, so Andy Reid's going to coach circles around Doug Peterson. He knows what, what Doug Peterson's going to do. Well, Doug Peterson was his old OC. Doug Peterson was Andy Right, so Reed. all his tricks in the books are borrowed from Andy. I said all his tricks are borrowed from Andy. Yeah. Well, I he also knows what Andy's going to do. He, that's true, too. They know each other very well. I honestly think that the Jags have – I, I gave him a better chance until I saw that press conference. And when he was like, well, I don't see how it will be that much louder than what we had here at home. I, and granted, maybe Trevor Lawrence was trying to give his fans props. But calling out fans of what is already one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, Kansas City and Seattle, those are the two loudest stadiums in the NFL. They're going to be louder and I think the Jags, who have not been here before, this is a team that, that's not been – they're, they're going to struggle. And I think there's going to be a lot of false start um, penalties early. I think they're going to have the jitters. Now, if Jacksonville comes out with the jitters and turns the ball over and maybe gets down 17 to nothing, the Chiefs ain't the Chargers, man. And yeah, they know. They could rack up those 17 very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't see anybody that on the Jags that can cover uh, Kelsey. Right. So I mean, the Jags got a hope. I to I, come th- out I think Trevor Lawrence got his jitters out of the way with his four picks, but I still think it's a very awesome. uphill battle. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Jags uh, kind of remind me of the fucking Bengals from last year. Honestly. Yeah. That's true. Although the Bengals had a much better roster than what the Jags had, you know, oh, uh, overall. I mean, Jamar, like I said, Jamar Chase is worth the entire Jags roster of wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the NFC side of things. Uh, the big game, the Sunday game, Cowboys and 49ers. I, this has so much history. Cowboys 49ers in the playoffs reminds me of, like, 1990s playoff football. Steve Young and Troy Aikman. Uh, battling things out. Uh, Deion Sanders winning a Super Bowl with the 49ers the next year going to Dallas and helping them win a Super Bowl uh, and beating San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Uh, These two teams have a lot of history. Um, Brock Purdy, obviously, has been playing lights out. He goes up against a pretty good Dallas defense. Um, Who do you guys like in this game, man? 49ers. I, I'm I mean, going to go with the 49ers still, as well. You still look at that 49ers defense and the way they can get after the quarterback, they can create turnovers. So, Dak Prescott is known to turn the ball over quite a bit. So, I think that's going to happen. Um, and I don't think Dallas has, has played anybody that can run the ball like San Francisco can. And, yeah, and that, do that, they, that yeah. was my next point. Yeah. Their O line matches up very good against Dallas's D line. You know, with Trent Williams, even with Justin, I can't even pronounce his last name, but the fullback, right? Uh, you know, um, you it, they have a lot of they have a lot of you have Kyle Shanahan picking plays 
you have a lot of uh, ability for that O-line to move. They're very athletic. And they're starting to use Debo Samuel more like they did last year here in the last couple weeks, too. And that's because they have Brian Ayuk as, like, a, a target as a receiver. So they yep. can trick, you know, they can trick uh, defenses into zoning in on Ayuk, possibly on, like, an isolation play and, and run Samuel on a, on a And then you still, got, you still got Christian McCaffrey you got to worry about, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot, again, and you have George Kittle to worry about as well. Um. I don't, I'm, I'm going to say 34-24 for that game. Okay. Um, I I don't know, man. They, this is probably the best Cowboys team that they've had in a while. Um, I I'm having a hard time. Do you still think they have a makeshift run game with with Pollard and and Zeke? You you still don't have a dominant number one like running back the way you have Christian McCaffrey on the other side. But they, I mean, no, Pollard and Zeke are very good. I don't, I don't know if I would call that makeshift at all. I my here's my here's what I think it's going to boil down to is quarterback. But if you look at McCaffrey's like like usage and possibility, it's the it's equivalent to both those two guys. Disagree. But, I mean, there's, there's a reason why Dallas lost to Washington with a backup QB in Week 18, right? There's a reason. They are not that good. So San Francisco is going to come in there, and they're just going to whoop that ass. Sorry. I don't, I don't think Dallas is going to get their ass whooped. Now, like Lou said, I think it's going to come down to quarterback. And ultimately, I think it's going to come to which – Dak Prescott, do we get that game? Because there's been some games that he comes in and he is on fire, like spot on, and then there's other games that it's like, how the fuck did you get to the NFL? And them games are against really good defensive lines. Washington has a really good defensive line. He can get to the quarterback. San Francisco's just as good. So he will have trouble. Both are demands, too, automatically, right off the bat. But I'm not going to necessarily sit here and say the game against Washington tells us everything. Everybody plays bad games, right? Everybody has bad games. The Browns beat the living shit out of us on Halloween. The Browns are not a better team than us. They beat the fuck out of us on Halloween now. And yeah, but well, we we had this conversation early. Halloween was just what a couple of weeks into the season. Burrow had been out all of. Uh, you know, uh, off-season, minicamp, all that stuff, right? So, kind of like a training game, almost. It's possible. That, that's still a possibility. Well, no, not really. Halloween's like week eight or week nine. It's like mid- I mean, that, that Cleveland oh, team, shit. though, that Cleveland team is good. No matter what their record says, they are a good team. If they had Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback instead of Deshaun Watson against us, I think they beat the Bengals again. Yeah. I honestly do. So, so I, I next year's going to be very, very interesting in the AFC North with everybody. I mean, we could look at past games and say, well, the Giants got the shit, their shit pushed in by the Eagles in week 14. And, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen again in the playoffs. I, I Brock Purdy hasn't had that game where you're like, oh, shit, he's a rookie. Oh, shit, he was the last pick of the draft. He hasn't had one of those games yet. And all it's going to take is for that game to happen and the 49ers can't overcome it because it's going to happen at some point. I do not believe that Brock Purdy is going to go on some magical run. Yeah, no, it's, it's impossible to, to continue on the run that he's on. It, it's almost yeah. damn near impossible. I agree with you on that. I, I don't think he think solidified that. himself as a starting QB there next year. I think he already passed Trey Lance and uh, Garoppolo. Well, I don't think Garoppolo is going to be there next year. Yeah. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, even if he was, I think – I mean, Garoppolo was trying to get back in, in time for the playoffs. If he was healthy right now, I would roll with Brock Purdy over Jimmy Garoppolo. There's just – there's something different. There's something different with that offense with Brock Purdy than there was with Garoppolo. I don't know. I, I can't put my hand on it, but it is completely different. Maybe it I was mean, the addition – George Kittle, the, George Kittle, I mean, he loves George Kittle. That's the other thing, too. He loves his tight end. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's the, the addition of Christian McCaffrey midway through the season, and now he's got uh, McCaffrey's up to speed with the playbook and everything like that. Maybe that's it. But it, it seems like Brock Purdy is the, the guy in San Francisco now. And I don't think – you, you have an amazing head coach and an offensive, like, genius kind of, like, helping you make plays, right? I mean, Shanahan's oh, top-tier offensive guys, right? And Brock Purdy wasn't a scrub at Iowa State either. I mean, he was a decent quarterback. We'll see. I don't think they're giving up on Trey Lance yet. The dude was the second pick of the draft or third pick of the draft. Yeah, and they gave up a lot to get him too, right? They did. They moved heaven and earth to get him. There there was a rumor. Well, he liked the page of the San Francisco guy that just went to Tennessee. Tennessee just hired one of their uh, front office guys from San Francisco. And Trey Lance liked yeah, it. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's hoping that he gets traded. Is he trying to get traded out of San Francisco now because he thinks he's behind Brock Purdy now? Oh no, we'll see. There's, uh, you know, There's a chance. Yeah. All right, we only got about we only got about twelve minutes to go, so I'm going to skip over the Giants Eagles game, unless you guys really really want to talk Giants Eagles NFC East. Um, no, I'm just, I mean, look, fly, I, I definitely, everyone's on that Eagles bandwagon. I just feel like, uh, again, I'm rooting for the underdogs. Like, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for the Giants to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely rooting for a Giants-Bengals Super Bowl uh, or a 49ers-Bengals Super Bowl or a Dallas-Bengals Super Bowl. I'll be – huh? 49ers Bengals Super Bowl because we're losing that game. No, I mean, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want that either. I would want the Giants. I would probably take Philly. Uh, yeah. Cool. Even the Cowboys. Fuck. I'll take the Cowboys in the Super. Anybody but. Yeah, the- I'll take my chances with the Cowboys. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next topic. All right. Go ahead. All right. So there's a lot that I wanted to get to. I don't know if we're going to get to it all, but. Uh, since we were talking football and we're kind of still on sports before I move on to maybe something else, we'll see. I want to, I want to ask you guys, cause I always thought this was, I was thinking about this in my head. Is there any other position or sport other than quarterback or the NBA basketball where, where rings are the only thing that they judge you on? Cause I was trying to think and I was like, you know what? you're a running back and you're like Barry Sanders, nobody gives a fuck that Barry Sanders never made a Super Bowl. He's considered the greatest running back ever. You would never have a quarterback be considered the greatest quarterback ever if they didn't win a Super Bowl. It would never happen. Well, and then you look, you look at Dan Marino. Are, are we talking like team sports? Or, or every yeah, sport? Yeah, team, team sports. Like in baseball, nobody gives a fuck that Mike Trout hasn't won a World Series. Nobody gave a fuck that Ken Griffey Jr. or Barry Bonds never won a World Series. They're up there in the discussion for great of all time in their positions. Nobody cares that they didn't win a World Series. It's, it's not <coughs> something that they compare to, to against other people. But in the NBA, you're not considered in the elite, elite group if you've not won multiple championships. And quarterback-wise in the NFL, nobody really thinks of you – as one of the three to five best quarterbacks of all time, if you don't have a ring, and that including Dan Marino, because I guarantee you, if you if some if you ask somebody, if you ask the majority of people out there to name you the top five greatest quarterbacks to ever live, Marino's probably not on that list because not he now, zero super- not now. But you go pre Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady, absolutely, he's probably number one. No, now over Joe got, Montana and John Elway? Come on, huh? Peter Pan, Calcula. Grow up. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Before Brady and Peyton, Dan Marino was probably one of the best quarterbacks to play the play oh, hold quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Pause for a second. Did I hear somebody say Count Chocula? Yeah. Did somebody yeah, just call somebody Count Chocula? <laughs> The line from the Wedding Crashers when he's like, "Come on, grow up, Peter Pan, Count Chocula." Um, I know. Okay. I was just making sure I heard that right. 
Dan Marino, as great as he is, no one, everybody would have said that John Elway, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Johnny United. I'm telling you, Dan Marino was up there. We're all better. Dan Marino was up there. He might you, he, up everybody there. said he was a top five quarterback, and that that's never won a ring. He was still up that there. Never I'm won a ring. You. Exactly. That never I know won that, a ring. You just a top said. five quarterback that never won a ring. That that's different that's from top five quarterback in general. Top five quarterback. It's like that's it's like Charles he Barkley had the best now. players that ever won a ring. That's what I was trying to say. He was probably one. You would say you just said no. Everybody's based off their quarterback. If if they're in the top of their position, if they were a quarterback that didn't have a ring, right? That's what you said. No, but Dan Marino no, was I, one of no, the transcendent quarterbacks. That was that's, great. That never won the ring. He was a top that's, five that's, quarterback before. That's Tom not what Brady. I said. What I said is they judge you in as quarterback based on your championships. That, that and they did they, that with Dan Marino. They say, What's that? And they did that with Marino. Okay. Still doing so, you're missing the point, Josh. Josh, you're missing the point. Dude, you guys are the fucking point. agreeing to the same fucking point, bro. What's wrong with you two? <laughs> They're drunk. Well, I'm We're fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking drunk on the so, air? So Mike, so Mike, 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 what I'm saying, there's yeah. another sport. I mean, you could put soccer on that list. Where, like, again, internationally, okay. if you haven't, you could be a great player, but if you haven't won a Premier League title or a European World. League title, then you're not considered a GOAT. Yeah, I agree with soccer, that. I would say soccer could be there, I would 100% yeah. agree with but that. But just like in, in the NFL, only quarterbacks – quarterback is the only position where they're like, oh – you didn't win a Super Bowl, you're not one of the greatest of all time. Because at, at every other position, defensive end, offensive lineman, wide receiver, running back, whatever, nobody gives a fuck if you won a Super Bowl or not. Nobody gives a shit. But at quarterback... And if you, and if you have it, it only bolsters your argument, right? Right, exactly. If you, But, like, Randy Moss and Trell Owens never won Super Bowls. They're considered the greatest right behind Jerry Wright. Right? Like, Nobody sits there and says, "Oh, well, you know, I think uh, I, I, I think Rod Smith was better because he won two Super Bowls with Denver, and Randy Moss doesn't have any." Or, you know, like whoever the well, I just put Tyreek Hill on that list. You know, What's he that? has one ring, right? Who? Who I'm just ring? saying, people that are making that argument, no one's saying, "Hey, Tyreek Hill is better than Randy Moss because he has one ring." Oh, oh, right, yeah, right, exactly, exactly my point. But there are people who might be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is better than Dan Marino because he's, he's going to break all the records and he's got a, and he's got a Super, Bowl, Super Bowl championship. So uh, it's interesting to me the way that kind of plays out. But um, going off, I know, man, there was so much shit that I wanted to talk about, but we are running out of fucking time. We only got five minutes, and I know – Josh, all right, let Josh, real quick, do you do you have a things that piss me off ready to go? I do. All right, and I can let's, do it let's roll. With... All right, and it, we're gonna do it a little different today. Okay. Think, this isn't things that piss me off. This is people that piss me off. Number five, okay. fucking neighbors, douchebag. Number four, your neighbor, Dana White, my neighbor. Okay. Number five. Okay. Number four, Dana White. You slap your wife, you come out with a show with slap fights. Kind of ironic, ain't it? <laughs> Number three, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What the fuck are you doing? Why is all this shit coming out about you selling to the Saudi? Firing Triple H because you're fucking pissed that he lost the Wednesday night battle. Number two, Joe fucking Biden. Like, are you fucking serious with these classified documents, son of a bitch? Number one, wow, Roger Goodell. How the fuck are you gonna have a neutral site for Kansas City and Buffalo, but you can't have a neutral site for Buffalo versus Cincinnati? You're a fucking clown, fucking clown show. And that's the people <laughs> that pissed me off this week. 
Why your neighbor? I want to know why your neighbor's getting the smoke. Well, you are opening a can of worms on that one, brother. Yeah, that's not for the exactly. next show. Perfect. Like, holy that's, shit. That's, like, that's, that's a long story. Bro, we only spill got it, man. Minutes. Spill those beans. Dude, <laughs> yeah, well, we've only like got eight minutes. Mi- we got eight minutes left. All right, that ain't right. fucking happening. So, yeah. So, quick story. July 1st, or January 1st, New Year's, New Year's Day, 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Neighbor's son comes over at the house calling calling my wife a slut and trying to fight my son, my oldest son. Kid's drunk and everything. So Shan's trying to calm down. My son hears it. He fucking flips out. He goes down ready to book, beat the kid's fucking ass, and my son would probably beat his ass. I'm trying to hold him back. He's calling him a bitch and blah, 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 and, he's calling, and then he's calling the kid's mom a whore and all this stuff. She gets pissed. She has a bat in her hand. She fucking chucks the bat towards our house. Uh, she comes over and gets it. Uh, the kid's at my front door. I'm holding Jackson in the middle of the yard. And, like, he's like, like, tell your son to come outside. I'm like, he's in the fucking front yard, you dumbass. Are you that fucking dumb? Like, seriously. So we get him apart. Um, Jackson, I get Jackson up to the, the steps again and almost inside. And he calls the, the neighbor a whore again. She comes over, runs towards uh, Shannon. She's got the bat in her hand. Paige comes out, fucking shoves her. And says, what did you just, what? Like you were coming at my mom. So big fucking clusterfuck. It's been a fucking nightmare living next to Yo, minus the Jerry Springer moments, minus the Jerry Springer moments, I think that's like a, like a good storyline for like a backyard wrestling promotion. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. Or, or like Jerry. a really terrible reality show, like like uh, As the West Side Turns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but oh, like, my God. You guys, you guys were lucky I didn't have my fucking gun on me. Because you coming at me with a fucking bat? Easy, hey, hey, easy, easy. I I understand, but what you say on the radio and say what can be perceived as current thing, what you can, what you can, I can, I can protect myself hey, and my family. Self defense, man. Self defense. What you can say is that within the extent of the law, you will follow, you will protect your family and your exactly. property. That's what I'm saying. Then shut the fuck up. Damn. Hillbillies like him are the reason people are like, see, this is why we need gun control. (laughs) This is why we need gun control because that guy's on the radio saying, oh, fucking shit, yeah. I just said I I couldn't protect myself. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. (laughs) All right, moving on. God damn. Hey, last thing. We got like 30 seconds. If we go a little long, we go a little long. Um, last of Us just premiered last week. Comments HBO that Max. Lou said to his girlfriend right before they had sex. <laughs> we got 30 that's seconds. A, that's a fine, long ago. <laughs> that is a fine. That is a, that's a $5 fine in the fine bucket, okay? That is, that is, that's, that's a fine. Right? You know what? Hey, you know what? I will pay that $5 because I know it's a bad joke to say you'd go farther than 30 seconds. <laughs> hey. Anyways. <laughs> the last oh, you should have hit it with another one, Mike. Too late now. Mike, I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it for me. Don't be a dick. I've only played the video. I'm not game. gonna, yo. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. What I'm gonna tell you, what I'm gonna tell you is, it's it's very good. Now, a lot of times when they make movies or TV shows about video games, it's not very good. I watched the Halo series. That wasn't very good. That was mad. What? Uh, the Assassin's I, Creed I, movie was terrible. What's that? Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, go ahead. The Assassin's Creed so, movie so, is like, terrible as well. No, no, no. Yeah. Lou, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm here. No, keep going. He said, go ahead with your fucking story, okay. damn it. Hey, listen, what the fuck? Why he said if he went over, he went over. Fuck off, Joe. Keep interrupting me. You <laughs> fucking guys keep interrupting me. How am I supposed to finish what I'm fucking saying when I can't even get the fucking thing out? Anyway. I mean, get the, the dick out of your mouth and then maybe you can talk. All right, that's all the time we got. <laughs> <laughs> we cover uh, our bases, basic. You can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our bases covered. Yeah. Yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off with a.